today's Bible reading is Acts chapter 7, uh, and this is a continuation from yesterday, Acts chapter 6, when Stephen is being dragged into the synagogue of the freed men, and these are uh, freed um, <clears throat> Roman slaves who have chosen to become Jewish, uh, and their accusation against him is that he speaks words against this holy place and the law, against the synagogue, and thereby also, in continuation, the temple and the law. And they say that him talking about Jesus is denying or is counter to the law and to the temple. So <clears throat> then Stephen's speech comes, right? And Stephen's speech goes through um, Old Testament history from Abraham uh, to Joshua. And now this is one of the places where if you don't know what Stephen is talking about here, you probably need to do a little bit of Old Testament study. This is sort of like the bare minimum. Um, but what Stephen is doing is he's going through this, this the, the very thing that they're saying they're claiming to hold on to. And remember, these are Roman freedmen. So these are not Jewish by birth. So these are people that would really know this history because they're not native to it. They have come into this. And we see throughout, now I could go into a whole bunch of stuff, but we see throughout Stephen's uh, test, his speech, time and time again, what he's pointing out is how all of these people did not understand God's plan. Um, that Abraham didn't understand how God was going to give him this land when he didn't even have a son yet. That the brothers of Joseph did not understand God's plan when they sold him into slavery, verse 9. Uh, verse 19, that Pharaoh didn't understand the plan. Um, and in fact, the Israelite people, uh, verse 25, did not understand God's plan. That they rejected Moses in verse 35. Um, and verse 41, even when they were saved and brought out uh, of Egypt, they still made a golden calf. Uh, and then even David, uh, he kind of looks forward to David and Solomon, um, that they did not fully understand uh, that the Most High, verse 48, does not dwell in houses made by hand, as the prophet says. So all of these things, what Stephen is pointing out to them is, you have a plan for God. You think that this is how God is supposed to work. And that's why you don't believe in Jesus. And yet time and time again, God's plan has always been, uh, in essence, a surprise. And yet it is one that works. And really his thesis in verse 51 is that you are a stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Now, this would be particularly offensive to freedmen because they were not circumcised. These people were not circumcised at eight days old. They were circumcised when they believed. And so for hit for Stephen to say, you are not circumcised, they're like, bro, we'll show you we were circumcised. Um, and yet here is what he is saying, that the message of the Holy Spirit, Jesus being the son of God who has lived, died, resurrected, and will return that this goes against the religious plans that they had. This goes against the self-righteous that they had. And so they have, you know, for them, they have no reaction but to stone him. And now I do think that Stephen being the martyr is very important. Yesterday we saw that Stephen was appointed uh, to wait tables and to make sure that the Greek widows got enough uh, food. He was a logistics guy. And yet the first martyr, and we know that the Bible um, holds highly martyrs. Um, in Revelation 20, verses 4 uh, through 5, 
we see in John's vision of this reign of Christ uh, that the first resurrection, now there's a whole bunch of questions about, you know, is this first in order? Is this first in priority? Um, but we see there's a distinction between those who are martyred, those who are beheaded um, for testifying about Christ. The first martyr is Stephen. Uh, it is a non-Jew. Uh, it is a uh, non-apostle. It is the guy that waits the tables. And I think that that's always a really big encouragement because, you know, a lot of times in church, we think that <clears throat> the people who are supposed to evangelize or the people who are supposed to speak the gospel to power, um, it must be the pastors, it must be the preachers, it must be the elders, it must be the people that, you know, are kind of high up in the social status of the church. And, G and God really, you know, gives this great honor to the guy who waits tables. Um, and I think that, you know, for every single one of you, wherever you are in your understanding of the complexity of the Old Testament or of the gospel or any of these things, to know that the Holy Spirit wants to use you in powerful ways. And those may be dangerous ways, those may be scary ways, but he does want to use you. And um, that is a great encouragement. And so I hope that even today uh, you would bear that in mind.